G'day everyone, welcome to Ruin Hammer, Season 3, Episode 6, and this is our second of our NRLW breakdown shows, dedicated entirely to the NRLW season. That's right, mate, it is in uh, 7.30, your time, or Queensland time, 8.30 uh, Sydney time, and I think it would be 10.30 uh, New Zealand time, uh, we'll be live for just a quick recap of the NRLW round. Um, good evening to everyone that's tuned in to watch us. TK, you're just you're always there supporting brother, champion. Love you, TK. Um, you're a legend. He is, isn't he? Yep. Uh, Mum says good evening. Please be careful in this weather. Crazy uh, very weather. Careful. Um, you're yeah, getting mate, some of the weather that we had. Yeah. Just quickly on that, yeah, it's a, it's just ridiculous down here in Sydney at the moment. There's um, where I live in in Chipping Norton, a, a good part chunk of the suburb is is uh, underwater. George's River's broken its banks. Um, luckily for me, where I am, I'm on high ground, so it hasn't really affected me except for trying to get to work um, is probably the hardest hardest thing. Uh, yeah, and I think it's fitting, mate, too, I must say, um, uh, that we're doing our oral breakdown show uh, about the the Women's Rugby League t- today on uh, Women's Day. Um, so shout out to all the... Uh, all the women out there. Um, hope you've had a great International Women's Day. Absolutely. Yeah, round two, another triple header. Uh, this time it was down at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong and a crowd of over 2,100 people uh, braved the atrocious weather conditions again to support the NRLW. And, mate, you were there as part of the crowd. Hammer, what did you think of the turnout? Um, yeah, mate, it was good. Uh, uh Hang on, mate. Everything's just gone haywire in front of me. Oh, um, the weather definitely would impacted, uh, had an impact on the crowd. Um, I drove down from Sydney with my mate Joy. Shout out to Joy. And we had a, a rain, uh, all we had rain way down. Uh, it didn't ease, it did ease, sorry, for the first two games. Uh, they were played in pretty dry conditions. Um, in say, like the field was wet, but there was no actual rainfall. Um, but that final game between the Dragons and the Eels, that was some of the worst conditions I've ever encountered at a rugby league game. It reminded me of, remember that Sharks game a couple of seasons ago? I think it was the Sharks-Rabbits, was it, or sharks Um oh, there's, there's been a couple. There's one at the Gold Coast. There was one over in Perth where it was like a swimming pool. The one at the, uh, the Sharks game, they had, they had a whole heap of the crowd turn up in wetsuits with snorkels and flippers. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, hats off. Hats off to those girls that, that played in um in those fucking conditions. It was shocking. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, let's let's go and have a look at the results uh, the the round two fixtures. And the first game was played between the Broncos and the Newcastle Knights. Um, we'll just bring up the graph some of these graphics here for you. Yep. Um. So the Broncos twenty eight tries to Boyle, Upton, Shisolka, Mosby, and Turner, and Brown kicking four goals from five attempts, and Knights twelve. Federica and Fressard tries and Poco two from two. Um, the Broncos did have a late change to their run on side with um, Caitlin Phillips starting at lock and Sarah Saltio moving um, to back to the bench. Um, for the Knights, Caitlin Johnson was ruled out and Maitua Peratika came in to the front row and Phoebe Desmond dropping off the bench with Na Tokoruru Aruka coming onto the bench. Yeah, mate. Yeah, a couple of changes. The Broncos uh, had a pretty early advantage in this game too with um, their hooker, Lauren Brown. She used to be a centre. She's actually a state of origin. 
Origin centre for the Maroons last year, now playing at hooker. Uh, to 40-30 uh, on tackle three. It's only the second ever in the history of the NRLW comp. Um, unfortunately for the Broncos, they weren't able to take advantage of the field position due to a handling. Um, turned the ball over to the Knights. Uh, Knights were first across the line, but they had that uh, try denied via obstruction. Uh, but it was a real shift of the ball to their right, uh, to their right side that found space uh, on the edge. Um, the young winger for the Broncos, Mosby, Jen uh, on Romy Tietzel, they got the ball away. Uh, and it's, it's surprised the Knights didn't go there more often uh, after they identified that um, that's how Mosby was going to defend. Um, it did make the Broncos kind of shift into that game mode uh, mentality. And from there, it was all a masterclass. Uh, strong running up the middle. Um, had the Broncos advancing upfield. Millie Boyle, unstoppable, close to the post. She scored the first try. Uh, mate, I'm in awe of her. She's just an, a supreme athlete. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, the Broncos back straight away with a great ball from Upton uh, to Chisolka in, into a hole. Uh, and then she drew Romy Tietzel, the fullback for the um, Knights, and passed back on the inside to Upton to score. And Broncos went into halftime with a pretty comfortable 12-0 lead. Yeah, best on ground for the Knights in, the, in that first half was definitely Annette Nuasala um, with some some really strong defence in the middle. Unfortunately, though, for the Knights, the Broncos yeah. were finding space on the edges and um, they have that advantage for most of these girls who have got that cohesion. They've played a few seasons now with the Broncos and for Queensland and also in the domestic competition up here in Queensland. So they had a lot of uh, continuity and cohesion in their side. And they showed why they're the yeah. competition favourites. Again, using great ball movement down the side, you know, between Upton and Chisolka. And this time, um, Sinead Chisolka scoring, scoring next to the posts and then Mosby then scored on the left side. And look, that just took the wind out of the Knights' sail, I think. Mate, the Knights, the Knights were very similar to what the Titans were last week. They had a very poor completion rate. Um, up to that point in the game, it was I remember looking on the stats at the time and it was only 48%. Um, which, you know, pretty much made the Knights their own worst enemy. Um, they finally got on the scoreboard after earning a repeat set and um, some great pressure uh, from Crystal Roy to jump half and she turned the ball back on the inside to uh, Maitua Federica who scored uh, barging over the line and then the Knights backed it up with a great uh, individual long-range try to Jamie Frassard um, who showed great speed and really good fast footwork, uh, get herself into space and then uh, surprisingly, uh, had the the uh, legs to go on with it. Did get chased down, but um, still managed to get uh, score the try. Uh, but the Broncos closed it out um, with a try to Amy Turner from a scrum play, and um, that Broncos machine, mate, just rolling on, seeing um, themselves as as the team to beat in this competition. I certainly do, mate. And um, looking at the stats from this game, both teams with you know relatively poor completion rates. Uh, the Broncos were 64% completing 24 from 37. Um, the Knights will definitely need to work on that that aspect of their game this week, though. Uh, but just 54% completion, 18-33 is not going to win you a match, really. And um, no, all, all the no. stats in favour of the Broncos: uh, 1,440 run metres to the Knights. 1,131, and it was seven line breaks to three, and 160 kick meters just to just 60 from the night. So that gives, tells you a bit of the story there. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, and just a couple of the, the um, standout performers. Millie Boyle, again, uh, absolutely outstanding. She had 18 hit ups for 193 meters, 
big post contact meters, um, three tackle breaks, a line break, 18 tackles and a try. Tamika Upton at the back, 123 run meters, 10 tackle breaks, 10 tackle breaks. That's awesome. Yes. Um, two line breaks, a try assist, two line break assists, and she herself cry. Uh, and for the Knights, uh, mate, uh, Aneta Nuasala, um, really good tackles uh, in the middle. She, she was the best for there for the 13 hit-ups and 127 metres. And um, Jamie Frassard, uh 144 metres, 21 post-contact, four tackle breaks. Uh, proving a real handful in the centres. Um, really needs to get a little bit more early ball, I think, um, for, for Jamie. Yes, that would be handy. Now, let's move on to game two, played between the Roosters and the Titans. And this was a, yep. a maiden win for the Titans in the NRLW competition, so well done to them. The Titans, 26. Uh, B. Braley Nartai with a double. Peters. Uh, Karina Brown getting her first try in the NRLW. Um, yeah. After a number of seasons. So that's a great, great uh, get the monkey off her back there. Um, and Absolutely. Tasman Gray with a barging, uh, barnstorming try there. Uh, Canfield, two from three. And Kay Braley Nartai, one from one. And Power missed, Shania Power missed with her only attempt, beating the Roosters 16. Tofuga, Togatuki, and Koenig with the tries. And Southwell, two from three, including a sensational sideline. Um, a, a bit of a reshuffle with the Roosters lineup, though, before kickoff with um, Yasmin Meeks moving from the back row to a customary wing position and Claire Reed dropping out of the lineup. And this forced um, Sarah Togatuki from the front row to the back row. And uh, Maori All Stars, Maya Hill Moana came into the front row. And for the Titans, the only change was Bree Clark uh, dropping off the bench. Her place taken by April Nakaptuna um, in her NRLW debut. Yeah, I was surprised Bree Clark dropped off the bench. I thought uh, goal kicking alone would have got her into that um, Titan side for for this week. Um, they did unle- uh, unearth another forward goal kicker um, with uh, Zara Canfield there um, playing in the second row and, and kicking goals. So they, they do like a forward goal kicker up there at the um, at the Titans. And um, Day Harris said there was a great win by the Titans. It was a great win by the Titans. Um, it was a completely different Titans team in terms of of added uh, the team to the team that we saw from last week. Uh, you know, last week they had an awful uh, completion rate. They came out with real purpose, uh, putting pressure on the Roosters uh, and earning uh, cheap turnover possession early in the game. Um, strong running from Destiny Brill, set up great field position and a bat on play from uh, Ivania Polite, or Politi, sorry, uh, to Jasmine Peters, who used great strength to uh, reach out and score, despite being held by three Roosters defenders. And Brittany Braley Nardi starting to get back to some of her, her best form, um, uh, playing some of her best footy, produced a great solo run up the middle, which set up field position uh, once again. And as he said, uh, you know, a deft kick into the into the end goal from Grace Griffin and our, our good mate Karina Brown. Um, first to the ball for the Titans for a 10-0 lead. And as you said, mate, um, amazingly, um, that was Goosey's first ever NRLW try coming in her 13th appearance in her fourth season. So, um, yeah, she was pretty chuffed with that one. I, I found that hard to believe. She's she scored so many times for Queensland and Australia, but yet to, yet to cross the stripe for the NRLW. So there you go. That's, that's great. For yeah. her, as I said, to get the monkey off the back. Um, I think, yeah, I think, absolutely. I think there's so many ex-Warriors in this uh, Titans team. It was true Warriors form that the Titans made a mistake. The set after the points... <laughs> um, with a poor kick out on the full, and it gifted the Roosters a set started right, right inside the Titans' half, and they they capitalised immediately with the try. 
in the right corner to uh, Leanne Tafuga. An absolutely sensational sideline conversion from Hannah Southwell. She just she just kicked it into the breeze. The breeze took it back around between the posts. It was just like, as Blocker Roach said in the commentary, like shelling peas. It was. Um, there he's yeah. gone. Is that where Blocker yeah. Roach is? <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was in. He was in the commentary for the for that game. So um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, be, you know, you'll be at Sunshine Coast this weekend. Don't yeah, you? absolutely. He put, got it in his calendar nice and early. Um, yeah. The Roosters, though, with a mistake from the kickoff, um, and then the Titans straight back onto the tack, and they hit back straight away with a the barnstorming Tasman Gray on the left edge, and um, she was brutal with her edge running all through the first half, and and over half of her running meters came in post contact meters. Such a powerhouse, she is, mate. And for me, she's like that barometer for that Titans team. If Taz Gray is on and playing well, then the Titans are going to be hard to beat. Um, She's like the forward leader of that pack, and, and the girls really feed off her intensity. Um, the Titans were definitely the better of the two teams in terms of intensity and, and energy and pressure. For the Roosters, I thought see McGregor uh, had a really good kicking game, um, pinning Varney uh, Politi into a corner. Uh, but her kicks lacked any real defensive pressure. There was not a, a lot of good kick chase from the Roosters uh, and the Titans were, were able to get out of their red zone pretty easily um, and Varney's really growing in that role of a playmaking number one uh, with the long passing game creating opportunities for the Titans. She tried it quite a few times on the weekend um, with great success and our good friend um, Georgia Hale and Shania Power but I thought they provided great impact off the bench. Uh, Shania Power with a with a uh, strong running and Georgia just tidying around that ruck area with her, her defence uh, which is what you want from your bench players, uh, too. You want them to have an impact. Um, the Roosters had too many mistakes in their game, and, and it was highlighted in the second half when they turned over cheap possession on their own line and, and Brittany Braley-Nardi scored under the posts. Um, the Roosters did manage to hold the ball and, and complete some sets, and their right-edge defence forced an error, allowing Sarah Togatuki first to score under the posts. Uh, and then shortly afterwards, Olivia Kernick crossed for her second try in two weeks on the right edge, and it was a pretty easy try, to be honest. She just really um, waltzed through some really poor defence, and that's something that Coach Jamie Feeney uh, of the Titans will be wanting to address this, this week at training because um, it set up a real grandstand finish for that final three minutes. A late try to Brittany Braley-Nardi, her second for the game, secured the a win for the Titans, and a really good win for the Titans, but... When you look at the game stats uh, in this game, and the Roosters really had no uh, no right to be in the game at the end of the game, like they only had forty one percent possession, uh, you know, compared to the to the Titans fifty nine, and it's something the Titans will want to work on. Like you take the two, two points when they give it when when you earn them, but um, they they'll really need to build on this, especially going into a game against the Eels this week. Yeah, definitely, mate. And the Titans improved dramatically on their poor completion rate from last week. Um, they completed 74% this week from with 29 or 39 sets. And yep. the Roosters, they still look a little bit unsettled, and it, and it shows with the completion rate again of only 54% with 18 of 31. The Titans with 1,183 run metres compared to the Roosters' 1,003, but it was the Titans' 43 tackle breaks uh, to the Roosters, 15 that had the Roosters under the most pressure for the game. Um, the Roosters, with a massive 43 tackles, 14 errors and eight penalties conceded, gave themselves you know, virtually no chance of winning 
And in fact, they were the fact that you know they were even still in the contest at the end of the game should be a warning to other teams that um, once they click, um, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Absolutely, they will be. Um, they have too many stars in their team to be wallowing at the bottom of the ladder. And Cork is back this week, um, which we'll look at a little bit later when we go through the team list. So you'll see a, a, a Roosters team with a lot more direction um, this week. They're just looking to their to their two big stars, Sergius and Kelly, to, to to try to create stuff for them all the time. And um, and uh, yeah, with Corby Baxter there, they'll have a little bit more direction. Um, standout performers in this game, mate, as we said before, Tasman and Gray, uh, 16 runs, 123 uh, run metres, 55 post contact, four tackle breaks, nine break try. Destiny Brill uh, played hooker in the Origin last year, playing at lock for the for the Gold Coast Titans. Um, is pretty much putting a hand up as a, a must-have uh, in the team. Um, her runs uh, were were quite damaging. Her 118 meters were were like really um, meters. 48 post contact, 25 tackles. She also had two strips of the ball during the game as well, uh, and six tackle breaks. And then Varney at the back. 141 metres, 50 of them post-contact metres, six tackle breaks in the line assist. Uh, for the Roosters, Bridie Parker, who's been filling in at fullback for the last two weeks, been doing a wonderful job there. She's 11 runs for 146 metres, two tackle breaks in the line break. And, and Olivia Koenig, uh, the other one, um, scored a second try this week in two games. So, um, yeah, she's up on the leaderboard there. But a massive 37 tackles, which is a, a massive amount of work to be getting through on an edge. Edge, um, that's not in the middle on an edge. So that that's where the Titans were directing a lot of their play. Exactly right. Huge numbers there. And that brings us to the final round. Much anticipated game this week, the Dragons versus the Eels. Um, a few ex-Dragons in the Eels lineup was going to, always going to make this one a bit spicy and uh, with a lot of feeling. Um, and played, as you said before, mate, in absolutely appalling conditions. Um yeah, so the Dragons came away with a 10-0 victory. Dragons, 10 points. All came from Pearson with a try and three goals from three attempts mm-hmm. um, to the Eels, nil. And a couple of changes to the Dragons before the kickoff. Uh, Jamie Chapman, Talai Holmes, and Kezi Apps, they were all ruled out. And uh, Keely Brown came into the centres, and there was a reshuffle in, in the forwards with Quincy Dodd starting at hooker. Keely Davis moving to lock. Um, Holly Wheeler moving to an edge, and... Alti Sagano coming onto the front row. And for the Eels, the only change was Therese Ayton ruled out and Ellie Johnston coming onto the bench. Yeah, Therese Ayton ruled out with that massive shot that she copped last week. Um, mm. Bit of infection on the eye. Um, mate, for me, undoubtedly, this was going to be the game of the round for me. Uh, the weather had other ideas. Uh, <laughs> and although it was played in pretty atrocious conditions, the ball handled relatively good um, from both teams. The Dragons, with all the possession in the opening 10 minutes, the Eels only get out of their own half. Elsie uh, Albert took it upon herself to be that leader of the pack for the Dragons, uh, with Kezi Apps not being there, and she carried the ball strong and tackled really well uh, with a lot of energy. Um, Dragons got the first try to Rachel Pearson from an Eels knock-on and on their own line, uh, surprisingly, to be the, the only try scored in the match. Uh, and the Eels did find their way back into the contest with some stiff defence and some great... Um, the defence of both teams was pretty brutal. Uh, some big hits from both, both sides. The thing I did notice uh, in, the, in the Dragons' play um, was their very left side dominant when they've got the ball. They did everything down their left side. So, so all their attack was focused down that left side of the field. 
And the Eels were able to adjust and defend it quite easily as the game went on. Um, I'd find, you know, the drag work to the left, then they come back to the middle of the field, work it to the post, and then they shift straight back to the left. And their right, right side saw very little ball. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that Jamie said we'll need to address this week. Uh, need to have a look at that for sure. Um, the worst of the weather, though, came in that second half. And it really had an impact on the handling for both teams, as you can imagine. It was just appalling yep. conditions up there with the worst I've seen for a game of footy. Um, there was a there was a lot of drop ball, incomplete sets, um, and you could see that it was just uncomfortable for those girls out there in the middle. And um, 15 minutes to go, Cody House nearly put the Dragons up by two tries, but Povetti Walsh was able to knock the ball loose as House tried to ground the ball um, in a great try-saving play there. Um, but the, the rain just got harder. Um, even, even watching it on TV, you could just see it. It was absolutely bucketing down. And, and the Dragons got a penalty right in front, and they, they made the smart decision, the most logical decision to take the two and put it out to an eight-point lead. And then another penalty not long after. And and again, penalty shot right in front and uh, for another two points for a 10-point lead, and which was the final result. And, you know, obviously full credit to both teams because that's the worst conditions I've ever seen, as I said before, in a, to play a game of footy. Yep. Um, Eels last week became the first team to kick a field goal in the NRLW, and this this week they have the distinction of the first team being kept scoreless in a game. So interesting there. Yeah, mate, yeah. Just a couple of comments through. Um, Jay Harris said he really enjoyed the defensive battle in this one. Uh, Jack Kelly said the Titans are going to go far in this competition, and he reckons um, – Pearson, number seven for New Styles. Uh, it's an early call from Jack. I, I, I've still got my money on Matty Stud. Um, yeah, I was going to say Matty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate. Um, game stats in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So both teams could have been excused for poor completion rate, you know, obviously with the conditions that it was played in. But both teams completed quite well. And the Dragons, 63%, so 23 of 36. And the Eels, uh, 68%, uh, 24 of 35. And the run meters for the Dragons was the only stat that they were better than the Eels in, um, amazingly, with 1,353 compared to the Eels, 1,080. Uh, the Eels were 20 tackle breaks, uh, to 14, two line breaks to zero, and 270 tackles to the Dragons. Um, 260 kept them in the contest. So the Eels, they, they should be pretty happy with the efforts there despite the loss. They still put in, put put together a few um, nice plays at the end there. They kept the ball alive and it was only some desperate defence that stopped them from scoring in the last 15 minutes there. Yeah, I think the, the biggest weapon that the Eels have, apart from um, Samaima Taufa at the back there, is that they're playing lock, is, um, is uh, Matty Studden's kicking game. Um, and the weather really nullified that for the year. So it, it really, she really had, she still kicked for like 260 something meters. But, you know, when the ball was hitting the ground, it wasn't rolling on, it was stopping dead. Um, so uh, it, it kind of nullified what she's trying to do with that ball. So get her on a dry track. Maddie Studden's kicking game, I think, becomes um, the uh, uh, a real weapon for the Eels. Any news about the biting incident? Um, yeah, we'll get to that, mate, when they... Oh, um, she's been given it. She took the early guilty plea, Maddie. Um, took the early guilty plea, so she's named to play this week, but obviously she'll be playing. Uh, let's look at the standout performance for this game. Firstly, the Dragons, Elsie Albert, um, 14 hit 
ups, 159 metres, 62 post-contact, three tackle breaks, three tackles. Really, um, you know, took it upon herself to be that forward dominant leader for the for the Dragons in the absence of um, Captain uh, Kezi Apps. Um, Shaley Bent on an edge, uh, 128 metres, 54 post-contact metres, 29 tackles. And uh, Emma Tonegato, the uh, Aussie Sevens rugby star, uh, converting to rugby league, playing at fullback for the Dragons, 1644 metres, 64 post-contact metres, two tackle breaks. Um, and for the Eels, we have Botil very well. 15 runs, 145 metres, 60 post-contact metres, three tackle breaks. Uh, Kennedy Cherrington, 17 hit-ups, 21 metres, 52 post-contact and 25 tackles. And then uh, Samai Mattel, their captain, uh, 14 hit, 116 metres, 51 post-contact. Nearly half of metres were post-contact metres mm. and five tackle breaks. Uh, absolutely huge. Absolutely, mate. And so the reigning premiers, look, they're laying down the challenge and it's their long... It's their long-time rivals, the Roosters, who are you know still bottom of the ladder after two rounds. So if we have a look at the ladder, the Broncos on top with four points. Dragons second, also on four points, just, just behind on four and against. Titans in third place with two points. Eels fourth on two points. And then followed by the Knights of the Roosters, yet to get a win each. Uh, leading try scorers, Tegan Berry with two. Emily Bass with two. Millie Boyle with two. Brittany Braley Natai with two, Olivia Kerrick with Koenig, sorry, with two. And leading yep. point scorers, Rachel Pearson, 16 points, Lauren Brown, 12 points. Mate, uh, just a couple of uh, the Kurt has jumped on. He's, he says, Guys, I can't get enough of all three NRLW matches over the first two rounds. I've been really enjoying the creativity and attack in the side. What do you two like the most about the women's game? For me, it's the lack of the wrestle. Um, it's just a. Uh, uh, pure form of the game. There's none of that bullshit wrestle. Um, the hits, are, I think, are, are bigger uh, as well. Um, and and the, it's, the skill level is really improving. Um, I can remember watching Origin, uh, I think it might have been three years ago, uh, and I thought then that the skill level was good. And then uh, two years ago, there was that Origin game where uh, Kira Dib threw that beautiful cutout ball to Sergis to score in the corner and um, and then I, I sat up and I thought, oh, yeah, the school level's getting better and better. But you watch these games of footy and these, these women are um, just so talented. Their skill level is uh, second to none. And you've got to remember that they're doing it all um, part-time. You know, they're, they're not full-time athletes. They're, they're still jobs. And um, it's, yeah, it's hats off to them. They're doing a fantastic job. It's a great spectacle to watch. And, you know, it's something that, you know, you and I are very passionate about, mate. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they're all doing it for the love of the game, and I just love the passion involved in it. And they, as as you said, the hits, some of those yeah. hits are bone rattling. We'll get into. Let's look at the teams uh, and the changes for round three. Um, this week, the NRL are the curtain raisers for the uh, the NRLW games. Are the curtain raisers for the NRL games. Uh, so the girls finally playing in front of their home fans. Um, the first game uh, at twelve fifty. On Saturday, 12th of March, at the Sydney Cricket Ground, is the Roosters versus Knights. Um, it's before the Roosters versus Knights NRL game. So, this will be something that uh, both these two uh, women's sides will be uh, really um, uh, chuffed to, to do, actually, you know, be playing before their, their male counterparts. Uh, do you want to go through the team list, mate? Yeah, mate. In a much, in a must, uh, must win game for the Roosters, they line up. With as Baxter, Tafuga, Sergis, Kelly, Parker, Kelleher, 
McGregor, Togatuki, Higgins, Predarin, Meeks, Koenig, Southwell. And on the bench, we have Tamara, Joseph, Hill, Moana, and Kapani. And for the Knights, Tietzel, Vahakolo, Frasad, Law, Green, Stevens, Tillett, Federica, Rota, Nuasala, Edwards, Bruce, Page, Poco, and on the bench, Manzelman, Scanlon, Arakua, and Kira Dib. Yeah, mate. Uh, as I said before, Corby Baxter makes a return from COVID, uh, sliding straight into that full ball. Bridie Parker moving to the wing. Um, mate, for me, Racely McGregor being her first run of the season. Um, she played her first game for a long time, coming back from injury in that All-Stars game and only got a, few, uh, a couple of minutes. Um, so look for a bit more involvement from her this week. Uh, no changes to the Knights. Um, sitting solid to the uh, same 17 uh, that ran out last week. Um, the Knights have been gallant in defeat in the first two rounds, but but they really need to start getting some results. Uh, look for Crystal Water to, to create a lot more, more out of dummy half, uh, starting to find a feed in this in this Knights outfit. Um, the Roosters, you know, had no right to be in that game with the Titans on the weekend with such poor handling and, and a ball. And with their, their uh, star centres in Kelly, just, I think the Roosters will climb out of the cellar this week and, and leave the Knights winless. Jay Harris is tipping this as the game of the round for him. Um, I think the next game will be the game of the round. Yeah, this will be a, this will be a fantastic watch. Uh, we have the Dragons versus the Broncos. It's the second game, and that will be kicking off at 12 p.m. on Sunday as part of an NRLW uh, doubleheader at Combank Stadium there. And, it's yeah, as we said, the Dragons versus Broncos, top of the table clash. And the Dragons line up with Tonga, Tongato, Berry, Chapman, McGregor, uh, Bartlett, who we just touched on earlier, is is going to be uh, ruled out of this game. Uh, yep. Fulgaiono, Pearson, Albert, Davis, Apps, Holmes, Bent and Wheeler, and on the bench, Dodd, Target, Dimmock, and Williams. And for the competition favourites, the Broncos, Upton, Mosby, Turner, Chisolka, Bass, Aiken, Ali Brigginshaw, Billy Boyle, Brown, Lenarduzzi, Harden, Hall, and Sautia. And on the bench for the Broncos, we have Maddock, Phillips, Murdoch, and Hunt. Yes, Roxy Murdoch, um, yeah. wife of Betty Murdoch, Masilla. Um, yeah, mate, the Dragons welcome back Tale Holmes, Jamie Chapman, and Kezi Apps into the team. Uh, the Broncos, unchanged. Top of the table clash between the two form teams. I expect Chelsea Albert to try and take the challenge up to Millie Boyle in this one. Um, Millie Boyle has just been so dominant in the first two games and, and uh, you know, the Dragons will be looking for one of their two front rowers and be Albert uh, to take on. On Millie Boyle, um, for the uh, you know for the Dragons to win, someone's got to limit the the meters Millie Boyle makes around that that ruck every time she runs the ball. The Broncos spine of Upton, Aiken, Brigginshaw, and Brown, all Queensland Maroons. Uh, they just combine so well. They've, they've played together for so long, and I think if the conditions dry, um, they'll just dominate and ensure a Broncos victory. As you said, mate, Matty Bartlett won't be taking part in this one. Um, I expect uh, Keely Brown will probably come on onto the onto the wing for um, Maddie, but we'll have to wait and see. Should be a straight swap. Yep. So the final game of the round, kicking off 1:45 p.m. at Combank Stadium, and this is the Eels' home game against the Titans. And the Eels line up as Betty Welsh, 
Navidi, Panatani, Daniels, Horn, Naito Toka, Studden, Cherrington, Maynard, Kelly Signs, Pio Wright, Taufa, and on the bench, Mailangi, Church, Hanisi, and Johnston. And for the Titans, we have Politi, Brown, Peters, Rafstad, Smith, Ormond, Mansell, Griffin, Braley Natai, Elliston, Brittany Braley Natai, Steph Hancock, Canfield, Tasman Gray, Destiny Brill, and on the bench, Hale, Clark, Power, and Natopuna. Uh, cracking game of footy, this one will be, mate. Uh, both teams playing before their NRL cup out, so it's a big occasion in the Women's Rugby League. Um, the winner of this will go outright uh, third, possibly second, depending on the uh, for and against and, and who wins that Broncos-Dragons game. So uh, there's a lot on the line here for these two teams. Um, and in a shortened competition, you know, you want to be in those top two, top three to ensure that you're going to be playing semifinals in a couple of weeks. Uh, no changes to the eel side that was named last week. Um, a force change with the Titans with Shannon Marto out injured. Uh, she got taken off. Uh, late in that game for the Titans. Jessica Elliston's uh, come in. She's named to start in the front row. Um, the three battles in this game that will just de determine the result will be the Battle of the Hookers in Maynard and Brian Artai. Uh, who gets the better of that one? The Battle of the 13s in um, Samoy Matalfa and, and Destiny Brill. Uh, two very hard-running, uh, compact um, workhorses at the back there. And the Battle of the Fullbacks. Um, Bo Vetti Welsh and Ivania Politi. Uh, both, you know, uh, very, very talented. Um, and I also think if it's a dry tack, track, watch for Studden's kicking game to work the Titans around. It's a tough one to pick, but my heart says Titans, so I'm staying with the Titans. Yeah, I'll be back in the Titans as well on this one. Um, yeah. yeah, well, don't forget, guys, uh, we have our Wednesday live show tomorrow night, as usual, and you won't want to miss this one with our very special guest, Warriors CEO, Cam George. Uh, Cameron George coming on to talk all things uh, Warriors, uh, ahead of the round one game against the Dragons on Saturday. Um, thanks, yeah. everyone, for joining us for the NRLW Breakdown. We'll be back next Tuesday to bring you the NRLW action from round three of the competition. Absolutely, we will. So, yeah, that, look forward to seeing you all tomorrow night when we have Cam George on the show and then... Um... We'll also be previewing uh, the Warriors, the first round game. Uh, we'll be going over the team list that was named today and uh, and we'll have a quick look at all the uh, other games of the NRL round coming up this weekend. So look forward to seeing you all tomorrow night. That'll be um, that'll be 7.30 your time, Wayne, at 8.30 my time. Yeah, 7.30 Queensland time, 8.30 New South Wales and 10.30 New Zealand for you, TK. I see you're still watching, so cheers, mate. <laughs> yeah yeah um all right guys thanks for tuning in uh for another uh, nrl w breakdown uh and we'll see you all tomorrow night thanks everyone for tuning in you guys take care and stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow night thanks a lot <laughs>